Hi, and welcome to another another episode of Walleye Chronicles, where we find you, bring you in here, and talk to you about your fishing life and your career and how you've got to where you are. Where you are. Today, I have Max Kofneka in with me today. Max, some of you may not may know, uh, also worked on for Fix TV, doing behind the camera for some NPFL events and some H2H events. Max, how you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. So you also fished uh, some college club stuff as well. That is correct. I fished for the University of Whitewater for all four years of my uh, college career, I guess you could call it. Uh, mainly on the side of bass. Um, tried to get in some walleye stuff, but just didn't really get around to having time to do it. So what, tell me what that's, what that's like, being, being a, a college bass fisherman. Yeah, so it's very competitive. Um, I mean, we got a lot of really good teams around the area. Um, one of the big hitters, it seems to be, is uh, Stevens Point. Um, we also got teams in Lacrosse, Madison, uh, Oshkosh just recently started one, and they're doing very well, uh, along with ourselves. And uh, it's really crazy. It's just starting to grow and grow and grow, um, whether it be the numbers of um, members in the clubs to just schools starting up clubs it's a great thing so how does that how does that work do you guys have like a um is it like a conference or do you guys have meets or how does kind of that whole break that whole thing down for us how that works yeah so with whitewater we uh elected uh members of our team we had a secretary um a president a vice president and then we usually had a social media person that would kind of manage our accounts to get publicity and kind of get out promote any uh sponsorships uh that we were trying to get or any fundraiser events that we did because the school really only gives you a small chunk of change to work with <laughs> so a lot of these college uh teams you're going to see them doing fundraisers and stuff and looking to get out in the community to kind of put their name out there to kind of help with getting us being able to go to some of these events okay so are they are you guys locally fish against other teams or is it just like bigger events you guys travel to uh we usually do just bigger events whether it be the bass uh master college series or the mlf okay um we do some with the uh, bass nation locally in wisconsin um really the only local um bass master and mlf tournaments that you see are going to be on the mississippi um because just because that's a big fishery and yep uh, they don't really like to send you out of, say, Sturgeon Bay or something because they figure a lot of guys don't have the means to kind of boats. battle with that. So do you guys provide your own boats then too, or is there, you guys have helpers? or? We do not. It's just kind of first come, first serve. Whoever has a boat, um, we usually set them up. They're for sure able to go. Um, and then we kind of let them either choose a partner or we kind of let them kind of put a – uh, slip in a hat type deal <laughs> and uh, whoever's at all the fundraising and stuff they obviously get priority wow so what uh, were you how did you have success in there how was how did success look for you how did that look for you was it just kind of going and competing against everybody else and, and kind of learning that's part of it or was there something else that you guys got from it yeah the biggest thing I got from it is just uh, kind of getting in that competitive feel with bass fishing um i started out as a walleye guy so you know i probably didn't know what i was doing a whole lot um and i fished out of a smaller boat i didn't my dad at the time didn't have a nice boat that i could use um so it's just kind of you're like the underdog uh 
you just kind of work with what you got. Some of these other schools, they're a little better off. They're bigger schools, yep. um, and they they know what they're doing. I mean, some of them <laughs> schools, it's like you got to try out to be there. Wow. It's crazy, um, but just sticking with what you know, um, putting your heart out on the line, and just kind of see where you can end up at the end of the week. Most of the tournaments are either one day, two days, so it's not too crazy. But you still gotta go out there and give it all you got. I gotcha. So let's go back to Max as a, as a youth. So what was your first memory of fishing that you can think of that you can remember? Yeah, my first memory. Uh, my grandfather got me into fishing. We have a, a cottage on Lake Poygan. Okay. Um, kind of over where the old Duck Inn used to be, and uh, almost every weekend in the summer, um, we had a pontoon boat because my grandfather was paraplegic. He uh, fell out of a tree stand, um, broke his back. Um, so we'd go out every weekend uh, over the elusive walleyes out there, <laughs> usually in the horseshoe hole because that's where about everyone goes. Right. Um, but I remember just helping him out. I was like his little first mate. Uh, he'd work the boat. I worked the rods, put all the planer boards on, and it was just a blast. I mean, we did pretty good most of the time, but it was just quality time with the family, really. Right. Um, so what was those for, so you're trolling, mm -hmm. um, any particular bait you remember that you're using? I know my dad or my grandpa and my dad was, my grandpa got my dad into fishing too, but, uh, our number one bait was either number five flicker shed or my grandpa always had a sweet spot for the, uh, Selma Hornets. <laughs> yeah. Like a whole box of those things. I, I do also have a sweet spot for the Selma Hornets. That's that's probably I look at those boxes as my my, my retirement. Um, so you fished on Poygan out there. So when did you kind of did you have where did you live close to water? Did you have friends that fish? Did you kind of move into kind of fish with friends at all? Yeah. So I'd have to say I was the main driver on uh, kind of getting my friends to get into fishing. Um, other than that, in high school, um, I helped my good friend of mine and mostly my co-angler for a lot of tournaments I fish now, uh, Marcus Schultz. Um, even though he was a freshman when I was a senior in high school, <laughs> I mean, there was just that that was chemistry it? there. And ever since, we've been fishing buddies basically almost every weekend. And uh, between me and him and kind of getting the high school team set up, I mean, I was just trying to get as many people fishing as we could whether it be ice fishing open water fishing um i remember there was a couple of times when i was just going on facebook and be like hey anybody <laughs> want to come with you're welcome i mean so where'd you grow, what town did you grow up in then i grew up in Manasha. okay so i mean that's a good fishing town yeah you got a lot of water a lot of places to fish there the dam and obviously the lakes both like are lakes both sides and you got the rivers and dams so what was that like for you uh, I remember me and my buddies we used to bike down to uh, the Manasha Dam and try to catch some walleyes. Back then, we didn't really know what we were doing. We just kind of <laughs> put a worm on a jig and see what happened. So, so when did you start first having success by yourself? Um, I'd say at a young age, really. Um, I think I was about ten. I got my boater's license uh, over at the Manasha Public Library. <laughs> they used to run uh, classes out of there, and then. Uh, my dad bought me my first boat, which is like a 12-foot 
uh, LumaCraft with a 9.9 kicker on it. Nice. So that was... You had to do some damage cool. with that bad boy in there then. Oh, yeah. I took that out on Poigan a couple of times. I put the old <laughs> uh, Atwood rod holders on the thing. Uh, trolled around a bunch. Caught some nice fish. Um, the only bad thing about it was every time you let the tiller handle go, it was like, throw you in a 180. <laughs> and it was like, sheesh. <laughs> so you... um. You fished in high school then? You said uh, you had a high school fishing team as well? Yeah, we mostly fished ice fishing, um, but we did do, I think, about two um, summer tournaments uh, just for, like, bass. Uh, and then we did, like, a walleye one in the uh, spring out on De Pere. Okay. Um, so just getting the kids involved was super cool. I mean, I was a kid at the time too, but right. the more you can get your colleagues to get out and do something and learn some stuff, that was the biggest thing, like – I know a lot of people, I don't know if you've had them on the show yet, uh, but Greg Karch, he nope. does the Learn to Fish with yep. us. Um, we actually had him come in along with uh, the Nina um, Fire and Rescue and uh, just give, like, cool presentations. He does have a great presentation. Whether it be uh, learning certain things about how setting up a tip-up or with the Fire and Rescue uh, ice safety. It's just a really good learning experience, and I think it really rubbed off on the kids to be more safe. So you're kind of self-taught in a way. I mean, really. Yeah. I mean, other than your grandpa kind of getting you the getting you the to go to do it, and and you and your dad get going, you kind of were guys were self-taught too. So do you do you and your dad fish together? Quite yeah. A bit or not as much as I would like to. Uh, he's mainly focused on our. Uh, we got a deer hunting property now. Okay. So he's setting up food plots, <laughs> apple trees, everything, and uh, I'm like, Dad, can we go out to the bay and whatever? And he's like, oh, I don't know. It's busy. So eventually once you get some of that stuff sorted away and more established, we'll probably get out a lot more. So what's it about fishing that makes you want to, that puts you so far into it, that makes you want to do this? I just like the unknown. I mean, every time you go out fishing, it's kind of like opening a hat full of slips. You never know what's going to happen. And just the excitement of kind of like teaching people how to do stuff or like getting on a bite that you never got on before and you're like or you throw a new bait and it starts going crazy it's like dang this is cool (laughs) and it's nice because you learn something every time you go out that's true so what's been the hardest thing to get you this point so far to learn or to deal with uh i think the hardest thing hmm that's a good question (laughs) uh i guess the hardest thing is just like in tournaments and everything staying confident um kind of sticking to what you know instead yep. of just going off on a whim and say someone at the bowl launch say they're biting on such and such bait and then right. you get it and it's not producing well and you kind of get a little bit of a headache so <laughs> i just say confidence uh it's like the hardest thing in fishing because you just got to keep a good mindset yeah you spend a lot of time up in that up in your mind don't you i mean oh, yeah. casting and and it's it's you know i mean in tournament day it's you know six seven hours you're just beating yourself <laughs> beating yourself up yeah or, or or second guessing yourself the whole time and yeah. and that uh knowing when to leave when not to leave what to keep what not to keep what to throw and um i get stuck in and throwing conference lures over and over and not not moving off them you know of like you gotta try a different lure you gotta move on you gotta um so that's pretty interesting yeah, the brain power of fishing is very 
is uh, I think it takes a very strong, strong person to be able to go out there, especially tournament fish. I think then if you're doing on the weekend stuff and, and kind of just fishing for fun, it's a little bit easier, kind of more relaxing, you know? And, yeah. um, that's one of my favorite things is after a tournament week, go out fishing is catching whatever. If it's, you get on a pot of sheephead and smack those for a while, right? I mean, it's, you Pretty know, fun. you the biggest sweep and hook sets. For the full version of this podcast, check out Fix TV. And remember, follow me on the talk at Smile and Fish and everywhere else at Matt Snell.